This episode of The Secret Room is brought to you by Away. Away makes first-class luggage at coach prices that allow you to charge your phone on the go. For $20 off a suitcase, go to awaytravel.com secret and use the promo code secret. That's awaytravel.com secret, promo code secret. How old are you now? 27. And you were how old when we got the turtle? Like six. You were four. You love the turtle. No, I didn't. The secret is that I've raised a cold-blooded daughter. (laughs) That's not even true. Get rid of her only pet. (laughs) That's the only other sibling you've ever known. (laughs) This is really depressing. Why can't we get rid of the turtle? Your friend Nelson gave it to you. My friend Nelson. Listen, don't make more of what there's nothing. There's just a turtle. It's going to outlive both of us. It's the only long-term commitment we've had. We have each other. <laughs> no. They made a movie on this. <laughs> Your life is not shape of water. It's a reptile. I'm pretty sure turtles are amphibious. Before it <gasps> shape of water, there was Jasmine. <laughs> Can you at least admit that your ex-boyfriend gave me the turtle? <laughs> a very good friend of mine. That you used to date. <laughs> My first Christian boyfriend gave you the turtle. Alrighty, I'll let you go to sleep. Oh my gosh, there's no secret here. We just got a male turtle with a female name for 23 years. <laughs> Good night. That was kind of the nail in the coffin for any kind of friendship that we might have been able to salvage afterwards. Hey everyone, it's Ben. Today we have a tale of betrayal that cuts two ways. Our guest, Caitlin, frames her secret as her own deception against her best friend. But I wonder if you'll think she betrayed anyone at all. All right. Go for it. Okay. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and my secret is I slept with my best friend's boyfriend, but there's a twist to it that you probably wouldn't expect. Sorry, that just came out. <laughs> That's great. I wanted to be real. Okay. Caitlin's in London. I'm 26. And I'm in Washington, D.C. Hello. Caitlin, hi, it's Ben. Hey. Hi. Thanks for joining me on Messenger, direct from the UK. You're welcome. Apparently WhatsApp doesn't work too well. (laughs) And with that, we started to unfold her story. Does your best friend know how this all ended up? I actually don't know if she knows. (laughs) It's a story that starts with a university radio station, where she DJed a 90s show featuring the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys, among others. I think there's a lot of British cheesy 90s pop bands that probably never made it over to the States as well. Good, so you were wallowing in that and having a great time. Oh yeah, nostalgia party, central, it was great. (laughs) And ends in a passionate beer-fueled night. So I just said, drink the beer. Beer makes everything better. Red Stripe? Always Red Stripe. (laughs) So hang on everyone, Caitlin is up, ready on the starting line with her tale of friendship, betrayal, and Red Stripe beer. You're listening to The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Caitlin, welcome to The Secret Room. Hi, Ben. Hi. So glad you could join me. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. So uh, I have to be honest. 
I'm really rolling the dice mm-hmm. here because I loved your secret <laughs> submission. <laughs> it was really light on details. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I don't disappoint. That would be awful. <laughs> I can tell that you won't. Oh, thank you. <laughs> could you could you read your secret submission for me that you sent in? Okay. Um, my secret is I slept with my best friend's boyfriend. Um, it's a tale of friendship, betrayal, and lots of red stripe beer. <laughs> yeah, I just want to have a freewheeling discussion and figure out what's going on here because it sounds like you've got a tale to tell. There's a lot of like backstories. <laughs> okay, good. Well, we love stories here. Yeah. How many people know your secret? Not too many. Only really the people who were around at the time. So yeah, maybe like three or four. But why, why do you keep it a secret? It's not my proudest moment. I think sometimes I think about it and I sometimes I get really down on myself about it and think that it's the worst thing that I've ever done to someone else. So you have regret? Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. What, what do you think would happen if people in your life now knew this secret? How would they react? I think they'd look at me very differently, especially kind of dating That's always in the back of my mind as well. How long ago did this take place? Six years ago. Okay. So, Caitlin, tell me about your friend who you betrayed. Okay, so um, we were at university together. So we were living in the same building. We did the same degree. So we were in all the same lectures. So uh, we just kept running into each other. And, yeah, we just really hit it off at one, I think it was one flat party or something. And, you know, we just really got on. We have similar sense of humour, both like drinking gin. That helps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of one of those really fast, quick friendships where you just meet someone and you get on straight away. And you think, yeah, this is it. This is uh, this is a friend for life. This is good. I'm set. (laughs) That's great. It's very intense. You did everything together. You were fast, fast friends. We would be a double act. We would never go anywhere without each other. If it was a night out, everyone would always invite the two of us. Mm. We'd go to lectures together. We'd go shopping together. You know, everything. Absolutely everything. You were inseparable. Yeah, completely. Tell me how your friendship progressed and and what happened. Okay, so while we were still doing everything together we moved in together after our first year so we moved into a separate student house you know it was the best kind of deal that you could have hoped for and we started a radio show together actually for our student radio station we thought hey this we're hilarious so this is going to be a great idea (laughs) (laughs) great wonderful tell me about your show and we would just play like all 90s music all the time we i had backstreet boys (laughs) Spice Girls, obviously. All that good stuff. (laughs) So we were getting more and more involved in the radio station. There were elections for the committee for the radio. So we went up, we thought it'd be a really good idea to kind of properly get involved in something studenty. And we both went up for them and we got the position. So we were elected to the committee and it was all fabulous and great. And yay, we're going to do something. And Obviously, after any great student event, there has to be a great student night out. (laughs) So we went out with all of the other people who had just been elected, including this guy. 
So we met this guy, Tom. Immediately, I was like, he's a really cool guy. We were talking about music, and he was into all the same kind of music that I was, and he was quite tall, which automatically makes someone like 10 times more attractive, apparently, if they're just tall. <laughs> um, and he was blonde, and he was northern, so he had an accent. It was, you know, it was great. So I was like, I, mm, this guy's, you know, I quite like this guy. He's quite cool. We're chatting a lot, and... Um, and, you know, we having a lot of drinks and, you know, having a good time. And then me and Tom end up going back to my house together for reasons I'll leave blank. <laughs> you know, when you, that feeling where you first kind of fall into infatuation with someone, it was totally head over heels in crush mode with this guy. I remember really vividly, actually, I was messaging him on Christmas Day, which normally is like a big no-go for me. It's very family-centric, my Christmas. We barely touch our phones. And the fact that I was messaging him all day, even on Christmas Day, still really sticks out in my head. Amy came over to visit my house. And I remember I, we were sitting in my front room I was just talking about Tom and how much I liked Tom and how excited I was to see him when we got back. And I remember she was just sitting there and, you know, kind of taking it all in and, you know, being really supportive, like, oh, you know, you know, I bet you're really excited. And, you know, he seems like a really nice guy. Like, I'm really happy for you. We go back to uni after New Year's and the holidays are over. I get a message from Tom on Facebook saying he thinks I've got the wrong idea and that he doesn't like me in that particular way and he just wants to be friends. Okay, that's really weird. Yeah. You're definitely getting mixed signals here. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. All right, so that must have just thrown you for a loop. Oh, I was so upset. So upset. It was horrid. You guys have been romantic. You've been on yeah. dates. You're yeah. hanging out. You're being physical. Yeah. And then he sends you a text saying, I think you have the wrong idea. Yeah. Right. What do you do? Oh, I think I just cried for about a day. <laughs> what a jerk. Over text. Over text. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. He could have at least faxed. <laughs> <laughs> Fax machine. <laughs> right. Well, I, you like the 90s, right? That's true. <laughs> Get a beeper. <laughs> it's harsh. Amy comes back, so obviously my best friend is back, so that's great. And I cry on her a bit, and I go and get a very radical haircut. <laughs> mm, okay, so you're acting out. Because it made it worse, because obviously I was going to be working with him on the committee so I would see him all the time yeah so I was just like you know what I've just got to move on I've got to stop wallowing now the day comes around where we have the first committee meeting of the year and obviously he's there and obviously Amy's there so you know it makes me feel a bit better and I just remember him acting a little bit shady a little bit kind of awkward not really making eye contact not being normal do you know what I mean that's to be expected, right? I mean, he's done you wrong and now he's got to confront you. Yeah, we have this committee meeting and it goes okay. And, you know, and I remember sitting with Amy on the bus home and being like, you know, this is going to be okay. 
Just got to push past it. Just got to get on with things. And then we get off the bus. I remember it was bracingly cold. Where we went to uni was right on the coast. So the wind was really picking up. And we were walking to the house and Amy just stops and says, I need to tell you something. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't imagine what she's going to tell you. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So she says that she has been dating Tom since the election night as well. Wow. And she she knew that you were seeing him also. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, I mean, you must have just had a flood of emotion, right? I can just... I can, I can just I'm putting myself in your shoes trying <laughs> trying to and I can only imagine that I would just have this wave you know there's just this wave of feelings wash over me like you must have been stunned it was yeah it was just it was awful my I just kind of felt my stomach like hit my hit my boots you know what, what did you say to her what, what were the first words that came out of your mouth if you could even pick your your job off the floor I don't I don't think I even remember saying much more than, you know, very one word answers just because I think I was so shocked. Um, she she actually said, we want to become official. We won't do that without your blessing. You have the choice. I mean, my first reaction to that is what an unfair position to put you in. A hundred percent. I have to make the choice to be completely heartbroken twice because it was my best friend as well or I have to be a complete and utter bitch and be the one to say no you can't do that right and then how likely is it that they would really follow those wishes exactly you know the answer that comes to my mind is do whatever the hell you guys want just get out of my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) because neither of you guys have proven to have any you know true friendship or loyalty to me absolutely not at all deserve each other yeah (laughs) They're both awful, so off you go. (laughs) Couple of jerks. Well, I'm interested to hear how how you dealt with this. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy, there's something coming up, I can tell. I'll be back in just a sec with the rest of Caitlin's big reveal. But first, I want to tell you about a quick trip I made to Chicago last weekend. I took my brand new suitcase. It's got four 360-degree spinner wheels, which make it really easy to roll down the concourse. But it also has an impressive bonus, a built-in device charger. It's pretty sweet. Regular listeners know I travel a lot, and I just got to have a suitcase that can keep up with me. On this weekend's Chicago jaunt, my bag of choice was from Away. They make affordable, high-quality suitcases that charge your devices like your phone and your tablet. And this weekend, when I was waiting and waiting and waiting for my flight, as you do, I hopped on my phone and I plugged it into my away luggage to keep it charged. All away carry-on bags feature two USB ports and a high-capacity battery that allow you to charge multiple devices on the go so you never have to worry about a dead phone or fight for an outlet at the airport. You want some proof? 
There's a picture of me plugged into my away luggage, wearing a smile at the airport. The picture is on our Instagram and Facebook pages. You can find an away bag to suit your tastes. I chose navy because navy's my jam. They've got 10 colors and five sizes for you to choose from. The carry-on bag, the bigger carry-on bag, the kids carry-on, plus the medium bag and the large bag. And when it came time to board, I was impressed with how easy the bag is to lift because it's really light. And it slid right into the overhead compartment without any fuss, perfect fit. And that let me get into my seat and out of the way fast. And under Away's generous lifetime warranty, they will fix or replace your bag for life. And when you buy, it's on a risk-free 100-day trial period. If you don't like it, return it for a no-questions-asked refund. And shipping is free anywhere in the lower 48 states. It's hard to turn down. But for listeners of The Secret Room, a little something extra, of course, I have a special offer for you. $20 off any suitcase. Go to awaytravel.com secret and use the promo code secret at checkout. That's awaytravel.com secret, promo code secret. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Thank you, Away, for supporting this indie podcast that could, The Secret Room. And with that, we'll return to Caitlin's story of friendship, betrayal, and red striped beer. So she says that she has been dating Tom since the election night as well. Well, I'm interested to hear how how you dealt with this. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, so just uh, take me through the rest of that that day. Okay. I mean, you're living in the same house with her. How do you deal with that? What what happens next? Of of course, I said that they can date. Like, what was I meant to do? Sure. I just remember sitting in my room. Not even crying, because I think I just had all of this emotion about this guy anyway. But I just remember feeling just so empty and just cold. How long had you and Tom been going out when he broke up with you? Like a month. Not long, but, you know. But it was the fact that it was obviously going on at exactly the same time. You know, under my nose. (laughs) Just to play the devil's advocate just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think the severity of her crime is lessened by the fact that, you know, you guys were just a month out in your relationship? Yeah. Or does that not matter one bit? (laughs) I think it does in the sense that if we'd been going out for years or, you know, we were married or something like that, it would have been, you know, so much worse. But at the same time, she wanted to put our friendship on on the line. Did you continue living with her? Um, I did for a while, but it was, you know, our friendship was never the same really after that, obviously. Um, it was it was so hard because, you know, as soon as I gave the green light for them to go ahead, they would come in the house and, you know, just stay in the house all the time and not go out anywhere. Every time they came in the house and left the house, I would have to listen to them walk. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys hang out at all together? Did you Were you engaged in any social activities with the two of them as a couple? Yeah, like all the time. I remember really clearly that they wanted us to be like this super group of three people that were really awesome. 
and really, really close friends. And So that tells me they must have thought that you were totally cool with everything. Yeah. So you must have been playing it pretty chill. Well, apparently. Right. I didn't think I was at the time. So what would you say when, you know, they came up with this crazy proposal of friendship super friendship (laughs) (laughs) the worst super group ever (laughs) um i think i kind of played it off and was like yeah that sounds like a great idea yeah such a good idea in my head i was like this this can never happen this can't no so the year goes on and you know things get frostier between us, I remember I actually had did have a blazing row with her at one friend's birthday party about it. And that was kind of the beginning of the end properly. I just couldn't like hold it in anymore and it kind of came out and I was just like, this is horrible. I can't believe you've done this to me. I'm never going to forgive you for this. And so what did they say when, um, you know, when you had this liquor fueled confession about your real feelings about this whole situation (laughs) she got very on the defensive about it because she'd obviously had a few drinks as well she was like well you should have gotten over it by now you just need to get used to this new idea of us being together and I'm going to be with Tom and you need to be happy with that you need to be happy for me because you're my best friend (laughs) I was just like I can't know can't do this leave me alone Uh, so I just had to, I think after that blazing row, that was kind of it. And then we were just very kind of cordial, you know, we never hang out one-on-one anymore after that. And Were you still living with her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great fun. Eventually, as the year goes on, I do end up moving out and then into another house, removing myself from the terrible situation I found myself in. They actually left the committee kind of sent a very curt email to the head of the committee saying we're leaving when with no notice that's it so that yeah that's how the year plays out um we've stopped doing the radio show by this point as well it comes around where the new committee are getting elected obviously this is an important day for this story because apparently we can't go through an election evening without any drama happening So we're all there. This is the first time that we've seen any of them for a long time. Um, So we're kind of catching up and everyone's kind of being all very nice and very British, you know. We elect the new committee. Everything's great. We all go out for a drink. Where we went to uni is kind of like the hipster capital of the UK. So this bar just had lots of red stripe beer. <laughs> like it was it was almost on tap. It was I think I remember it just being all over the tables, just everywhere. There was like you could just pick up a can for nothing. So everyone was just kind of drinking so much red stripe and getting quite merry, very very drunk. And then I remember looking over and Tom and Amy were actually having a in the middle of this blazing row that I had no idea was happening. And I just kind of looked behind. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is something that's going on. And she actually ends up storming off. But Tom sticks around. He actually starts like being really friendly to the rest of us. Now Amy's not there. 
Um, you know, and it's, it's weird because it's exactly like it was a year ago where he was just this friendly guy and just being really cool and, you know. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I was taught, I remember talking to him and I was like, "What? why did you guys have an argument? Like, what's going on? And they were having an argument about, you know, she didn't want to be out while he was drinking that much and he said well I'm going to do what I want so I want to have a good time so leave me alone and she I think just got too annoyed at it and left really we didn't see her again that night Okay. so it gets to the end of the night and me and Tom are pretty much the only ones out of our group left so yeah, we've been getting on really well. So we decide that it's a great idea to go back to my house and have a couple more drinks. Mm, that is danger. <laughs> that has danger written all over it. Yeah. Or did you guys know what you were up to in that? Uh, I don't <laughs> think we did at that point. <laughs> who, who brought it up, by the way? It was definitely him. Okay. It was definitely him. This guy's an operator. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom says, hey, Caitlin, let's go to your pad for a nightcap. Yeah. So we head home, go to my room, pour. I think I had some amaretto lying around. So we have a couple of glasses. We're sitting on my floor talking music. One thing led to another in the most cliched way possible. Yeah, we were having sex. In my bed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you've come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest way that I could see this playing out from here, you're going to tell me what happens, mm -hmm. is that, you know, you date him for a while while he's dating Amy. <laughs> and then you tell Amy one day in the bracing cold outside, by the way, I've been dating Tom since he stormed off at the Red Stripe Bar. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably didn't go that far. No, did it? it didn't. That would have been brilliant, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? You should have played it out for everything it was worth. You know, what did happen? Yeah, that's it. We just had sex that one time that night and then fell asleep, as you do, and then... We woke up the next morning and he got out of there pretty sharpish. I think he had some he had some messages from Amy on his phone saying, where did you stay and where are you? Are you okay? Yeah, not good. So he takes off and... He just leaves me there. If he could have run out of the room, he would have. <laughs> so did you hear from him again? Um, ever? Ever, yeah. Considering this was quite a few years ago, he messaged me probably about a year ago, out of the blue saying something along the lines of do you want me to get the message up on my phone i could probably find it sure yeah yeah okay okay give me a second okay. you could consider screenshotting it oh we could post it yeah oh that's such a good idea <laughs> okay okay let me try and find it okay okay got it do you want me to read it out yeah this ridiculous text <laughs> so he says hey caitlin i know this is obscenely weird haha -ha, comma okay i've just been <laughs> no shit 
<laughs> I've just been thinking a lot about stuff lately and wanted to apologize, comma, I guess, comma, for what happened with us, slash, how I acted, slash, etc. Don't really know how to phrase it, but you know what I mean. Anyway, I hope you're well. Kiss. Douchebag. <laughs> how do you take it? I was just like, dude, this has been so long. He couldn't even say what he was sorry for. Just, oh, everything that happened, like, you know what I mean. Like, come on. Like, own up to your mistakes, man. It didn't, um, it doesn't feel like true contrition. No. Absolutely not. Right. In fact, is he just trying to see you again? Mm. With that text? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, that might have been on his mind. Did you answer the text? I did. <laughs> What did you say? I said, hey, thanks for the message. Not expected at all, as it was so long ago, but everything's cool on my end. Don't really hang on to all that negative stuff anymore. And that was it. Nice, mature reply. Good job. Thank you. Thanks. That means a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. It is true. So did he answer back? That's the last exchange that we had. Did Amy ever find out that you got together with Tom one final time while they were dating? I don't know if she knows. Mm -hmm. You never told her. No, I never told her. And I don't know if he ever told her. Right. Doubtful. Yeah, very doubtful. And are they still together? No, no, they're not together. How long did their relationship last after... You and he had that one night of reconciliation. <laughs> one night of revenge. It's <laughs> probably a more accurate description. <laughs> um, about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a, lo- a while. Yeah. Did you ever want to tell her out of spite, revenge, anger? Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Why didn't you? I feel like when... You know, when my housemate saw him in the house and was like, oh, my God, I know what you did and kind of played it off like, oh, yeah, like, can you believe it? Like, finally got my revenge on Amy. You know, this is great. But in reality, I kind of woke up and felt so awful and just callous. Like, I can't believe I sunk that low to go and do something like that. I think you did the right thing not to tell her. Yeah. You know, it might feel good for a minute, but. You'd probably feel bad about it for longer than that. Yeah, because I wouldn't want her to hang on to something like that. You know, I don't want her to feel as bad as I did when she did something similar to me. So, And so you and Amy aren't, aren't friends anymore? No, we do not speak. Not at all. When was the last time you heard from her? I actually saw her for a drink really quickly when I went traveling for about a year. So I was tying up a lot of old loose ends and, you know, getting my visas in in central London. And um, yeah, we just met up for a drink a couple of days before I flew out. And um, that was the last time I saw her. How was that? It it was weird. It was really weird. Why? We still had this connection and way that we would speak with each other that was quite easy. But we knew that we couldn't really get into any kind of particular subject matter or have the same connection on a deeper level that we did before. 
I don't think it was a good idea to see her. It was it was just awkward and weird. Probably both of you wanted just to see what was there. Yeah. You know, Caitlin, it's really kind of a sad story. You know, you lost your best friend, somebody you could have had a lifelong friendship with. Yeah. Because you guys really do connect. Yeah. So well, but she just chose to not show it the respect it deserved, and you guys lost lost that opportunity as a result. Yeah, that's true. I think. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> well, thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> it's nice to have someone like outside kind of get in a different light and almost reaffirm things that you did know and just put it in a way that makes it make sense, I think. Well, that's that's nice of you. I appreciate you sharing your story on The Secret Room. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. And so Caitlin's saga came full circle, right? The irony of cheating on her best friend with her ex isn't lost on her. And yet, even given this remarkable set of circumstances, she still feels awful about it. And she can't bring herself to share the story, except here in our little community. Caitlin was good enough to share some extras with us, too. You can see a screenshot of Tom's half-contrite text. And there's also a picture she took of her room the day she moved out of the house she shared with Amy. The neatly packed boxes stacked just so on her bed, and the vibrant colors of the room belie the turmoil in Caitlin's life that day. I wonder what made her take that picture. Perhaps it was symbolic of a new beginning. Those pictures are on Facebook and our new Instagram page. Just search for Secret Room Pod. And speaking of beginnings, let's rewind back to when Caitlin and Amy's friendship was freshly minted. Here they are hosting their classic 1990s radio show, having just a little more fun than should be allowed. From classical to rock to techno meets country and western, this is URL, the alternative in radio. Welcome back to that 90s show with Caitlin and That was Wicked Game by Chris Isaac, and you might remember that was played in the scene the episode of Ross and Rachel's first date where they finally get it on in the planetarium. There is breaking news in the URF studio. The Sun have uh, claimed that they know one of the singles that's being considered for the X Factor winner. So let's get back to friends. Ross and Rachel, the love story. Now, I like Ross and Rachel as a couple because they balance each other out. That's Caitlin and Amy hosting That 90s Show on November 29th, 2011 on their student radio station when they were first forging their friendship. They're spinning their favorite tunes, breaking news about the singing competition show The X Factor, and revealing their favorite episodes of the American sitcom Friends. Would you care to join me in the credits? Yes, oh my god. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Yay. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder, duh. Great, good. <laughs> you can get more Secret Room during those in-between show times on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Secret Room Pod. Choose your favorite social, or choose them all. Can you tell everybody how you got in touch with The Secret Room? I submitted my secret on your website, secretroompodcast.com. Thanks to the Street Secret team for the bite-sized secrets that open the show every time. Astute listeners will note that today's Street Secret was part two from last week's. If you enjoyed the continuing saga of Jasmine the Male Turtle and missed his picture on the last show, check it out on Facebook and Instagram. It's still waiting for you under episode 58. We haven't disguised his face, so your discretion is requested. Keep it in the family, guys. Leave The Secret Room a five-star review wherever you listen. 
And thanks to Susie Lark for her production assistance and for managing our social mayhem. Hey, Susie, word has it you're kind of an artist. I don't exactly know if you can call. I don't think you can call it that. Okay, well, you're going to be doodling on Twitter now, right? Yeah, if you want to see some very disappointing doodles associated with the short secrets we post on social media. That's a good hashtag. Disappointing doodles. <laughs> yeah. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Cool. Secret Room Pop. From classical rock to techno meets country and western, this is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. Pod on. Pod on. <laughs> Where did you pick that up from? I made it up. Did you? That's so good. I didn't know if it was like a podcast. And she she knew that you were seeing him also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Hang on. Uh, my There's an alarm going off okay. in my room. Uh, no worries. Hang on. Let me try and stop it. Sure. Oh, cutting off at like the worst moment. <laughs> right. Right at the crescendo. <laughs> the whole bit. Okay, stop. Okay. Okay. Where were we? Ha 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 ha.